0: Hello friends, Leanne here with Recovered, Redeemed, Victorious. It's so happy to be back with you today. Um, A couple weeks ago, I started a Bible study on building confidence in God and my purpose as a woman of God. And one of the activities suggested was to do a word study on desire, but not like just any desire, desire specific to your heart's desire. Um... So, over the last uh, about week and a half or so, I've really been digging in and doing some studying on desire and what our heart's desire biblically really is, right? And what, what, necessarily what it is, but when there's a desire that's been placed in your heart, trusting that that desire comes from God and in the moments between when the desire gets placed in your heart and when you see it fulfilled, you know, that period of waiting, that quiet season, if you want to call it that, just what does that look like biblically, right? So um, the word desire actually means to wish or long for. It is a longing or craving for something that brings satisfaction or enjoyment. Um, The word or forms of the word desire are found 153 times in the Old and New Testament. I did not read every verse that mentions desire. I'm going to be transparent. Um, I focused mostly on the one specific to heart's desires. And I think, you know, most of us have heard the verse, Psalm 37, 5. I'm sorry, 37, three through five. It says, trust in the Lord and do what is right. Settle in the land and maintain your integrity. Then you will take delight in the Lord and he will answer your prayers. Commit your future to the Lord and trust of Him in him and he will act on your behalf. Um, another version says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will act. You know, I think I've heard that voice so many times that without even realizing it was happening, I've kind of become numb to what it's actually saying there. And maybe even at some point I've doubted that that promise was actually for me. All throughout the Bible, we can see glimpses of God's character um, in Matthew six thirty three, it says, uh, but above all, pursue his kingdom and righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Now, that verse um, in the context of Matthew 6, it actually is specific to your natural needs, like what you will wear and what you will eat. But it's a very important image of God's desire to give us good things, right? Because get, having clothes and food and being taken care of in a natural way, those are all good things and God desires to take care of us. Another good example is Matthew 7, 7 through 11. It says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will you give him a snake? If you then, although you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? In these two examples, there is a common thread It's telling us to seek, right? In the first one, the version that I read says, pursue his kingdom. And then in Matthew 7, it says, seek and you will find for everyone who seeks Finds. And what is it? What are they telling us to seek, right? The Bible's telling us here, Matthew's telling us to seek God. Well, it's Jesus speaking, right? But through um, Matthew's writing, it's telling us to seek God and His kingdom. You know, and when I was digging into many of the other verses that were specific to heart's desires, I kind of saw the same theme. The Lord will grant our desires, when we fulfill the requirement of seeking, right? Um, Just a little caveat here. Um, Does it occurred to me that not all desires will be granted? You know, if if your desire does not line up with the word of God, don't expect God's hand to move on your behalf. You know, for example, if your desire is to win the lottery, um, God does not condone gambling, so he's not going to grant you that desire, it tells us in 1 Timothy 6, 9-10, through 10, those who long to be rich, however, stumble into temptation and a trap and many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all evils. Some people in reaching for it have strayed from the faith and stabbed themselves with with many pains. So that desire for, for wealth through winning the lottery is not, biblical and it's not of God therefore he's not going to grant you that desire can he prosper you in other ways yes absolutely right but it's usually through hard work through your job through other people you know prosperity comes in many different forms um, not just financial either but I digress so when your desire lines up with the word of God he is faithful He's faithful and he will grant you the desire as long as you're obedient. Um, So now to dig into the scriptures that I dug into. And these are in no particular order. They're kind of actually all over the place. Um, But... Let's see Romans 8 to 28 says in the same way the spirit helps us in our weakness for we do not know how we should pray but the spirit himself intercedes for us with inexpressible groanings and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes on behalf of the saints according to God's will and we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. So here it says that the Holy Spirit searches our hearts and knows our mind And intercedes on our behalf if we love God and are acting out our calling according to his purpose, right? So another one is Matthew 5, 6 says, blessed are those, sorry, blessed, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. So when we hunger and thirst for righteousness, and righteousness is from God, right? We will be satisfied, Psalm again, Psalm 37 3 through 5. Trust in the Lord and do right. Sorry, I lost my place. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. So, trust in the Lord. Befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, then he will act, right? We do all these things. We trust in him. We do good. We dwell in the land and be faithful. We delight ourselves in God, commit our ways to him and continue to trust in him. That's when he will turn and act on our behalf. Proverbs 10.24 says that what the wicked fears will come on him, but the what the righteous desire will be granted. Again, there's that righteousness and we can only get righteousness by seeking God. Psalm 145.19 says he satisfies the desire of his loyal followers and hears their cry for help and delivers them. Again, his loyal followers gives the idea of, of continuously seeking him and following after him. Lamentations 325 says the Lord is good to those who trust in him to the one who seeks him and there's that those good things right the Lord is good to those of us that trust him and continue to seek him Hosea 6 6 says for I delight in faithfulness not simply in sacrifice I delight in acknowledging God not simply in whole burnt offering so this is actually God speaking and saying like hey I'm happy when you're faithful and not just sacrificing things to me. I'm I'm I delight in you acknowledging me, and I know personally when my son, like I like to reward him when he does good things, right when he's um, obedient and when he um, does his chores and when he he joyfully helps around the house which not all that often but he's 14 he's coming around Uh, but i like to reward him right like i like to surprise him with things um so i can only imagine how much more our heavenly father likes to delight and give us good things when he sees us doing things that make him happy Psalm 34, 10 says, even young lions sometimes lack food and are hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. There's that seeking piece again, right? Seek the Lord and you'll lack no good thing. Psalm 23 through 4 says, may he take notice of your offerings. May he accept your burnt sacrifice. Selah. May he grant your heart's desire. May he bring all your plans to pass. So this is kind of a prayer that, that the Lord will take notice of the things that you've sacrificed. Maybe you've had to sacrifice worldly natural things that, that were pleasing and you've had to say no to things of the world, um, because you knew that they weren't from God. Well, he sees that, right? And he will grant your heart's desire based off of your, your sacrificing things, you know, that's a common, um, thing in, you know, even maybe, um, just like a relationship, right? Like there have been times in my life where I've had to give up relationships because I knew they weren't the ones that God wanted me to be in. Um, just, I can't even remember when it was, but a while ago, it was probably two years ago, maybe even three, I can't remember right now, but I had gone out with, someone and during that date and it was a first date wasn't like I was planning on being in a long-term committed relationship with this person I just met them and on the first date I found out this individual was still married well I don't care if you're separated from your spouse or whatever like that's that's fine you know but I personally based on my belief about marriage cannot engage in a relationship however benign and um, platonic that relationship might be in the beginning like I can't engage in a relationship with someone who I know still has a wife right like that just goes against my convictions right like just so I ended up walking away from that potential relationship, I sacrificed to that potential relationship because I knew that God would not honor that relationship. It would not be something God wanted me to do. He would not want me to um, engage in a relationship that with someone who's still who's still married. Um, Psalm one forty five. 15 to 16 says, The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand, you satisfy the desire of every living thing. Um, That first part in verse 15 says, The eyes of all look to you, right? The eyes, everyone's eyes look to God and you give them their food and you satisfy their desires when their eyes are turned towards God. Proverbs 16, 1 through 3 says, The intentions of the heart belong to a man, but the answer of the tongue comes from the Lord. All a person's ways seem right in his own opinion, but the Lord evaluates the motives. Commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. So there's that that piece again of committing your way to the Lord. And he'll give you the desires of your heart, right? Your plans, he knows what's in your heart. He knows the things that you've decided you want in your heart. If you commit your works to him, he will establish you. Psalm 21, one through two says, O oh Lord, the king rejoices in the strength you give. He takes great delight in the deliverance you provide. You grant him his heart's desire. You do not refuse his request. So here the Lord, um, sorry, the king is rejoicing in the strength that the Lord gives. He's taking great delight in the deliverance. He's basically worshiping. He's rejoicing and worshiping in the in the Lord and the things that the Lord has provided And therefore, God is going to grant his heart's desires and not refuse his request because he's living in faithfulness and um, thankfulness, rather, and worship and rejoicing. Um, So my main takeaway from all these scriptures is that if I seek the kingdom and bury my heart so deeply into God, as well as make sure that my desire lines up with the word of God, he will grant me my heart's desire. Proverbs 13, 12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Um, so what do we do while we wait, right? How do we prevent our heart from becoming sick, right? Because if you have a desire that's gone unfulfilled for any length of time, you can become discouraged or distracted or um, frustrated or just doubtful right so how what is the best way to prevent your heart from becoming sick while you wait for your desire to be fulfilled first Thessalonians um, 5 14 through 22 gives us some good just good general instructions for life Um, it says brothers and sisters we urge you to ward those who are lazy encourage those who are timid take tender care of those who are weak Be patient with everyone. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. So here it's basically telling us to serve others, right? Encourage those who are timid. Take tender tender care of those who are weak admonish those who are lazy, um, serving others, disciple others. And it says, um, do good, right? Don't pay back evil for evil. Continue to do good to each other and to all people. Continue to do praise and worship, right? Always be joyful. Um, pray, never stop praying. Um, walk with thanksgiving, be thankful in all circumstances, just thanking God, um, for who he is and what he's done through Christ Jesus. Um, press into his presence, right? That's a big one. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit, right? That's pressing into the presence of God. Um, do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that, he said, that is said, right? So press into the word, right? Continue to push in and and read and then just walk uprightly. Stay away from every kind of evil, walking uprightly. So those are ways that we can prevent our heart from becoming sick. And at the same time, we're pushing in for righteousness and becoming and walking in our purpose. So anyway, um, so I found this, this study to be really, um, encouraging to me and just, just, I hope that it encourages anyone who, um, who listens, right? Um, just remember that I love all of you. And I'm going to say my favorite prayer from Ephesians for you all. When I think of all this, it's Ephesians three fourteen through 21. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through the Spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now, all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. God bless you all. I love you and we'll be back soon.